I remember Dr. Troy Sutherland, my first school principal. Dr. Sutherland had a way of looking at you while rubbing his chin. When I think about it now, it was like he was rubbing modeling clay, trying to get the shape just right. I guess he was trying to shape us, too. As a young child in school, I felt nothing short of intimidated when I was near him, worried that I would say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing. Admittedly, I did do the wrong thing a few times, with one of the most memorable ending with me and my friend Johnny mopping the floor of the boys' bathroom. Dr. Sutherland had walked in when Johnny and I had been trying to see who could piss the furthest, stepping gradually back from the urinals, trying to aim just right so that we still hit the urinal we were backing away from. This was not my proudest moment in my school career. This was not exactly an experiment in physics for science fair. Dr. Sutherland did not yell or do anything particularly intimidating that I remember. What I do remember was feeling immediately afraid and ashamed as he walked into the bathroom. We were led to the closet with the mops and water. We cleaned up the mess that we had made. There would be other principals as I continued through school. There was Dr. Meeks and eventually Mr. Ron Key. Mr. Key was the principal but also taught us government civics. From Mr. Key, I learned about how our government functioned and about how our voices and votes were important, that on some level, we all were important. When I was awarded star student that year, my senior year, I chose Mr. Key, our school principal, as my star teacher. This weekend, in our community, it is graduation weekend. The local public high schools have their graduations one by one at the Georgia National Fairgrounds and Agricultural Center. So naturally, we know kids that are graduating this year in our neighborhood, children we have interacted with through our time here in multiple capacities. This is also a weekend when the reading for this Sunday is from Isaiah 6, verses 1 through 8, for Trinity Sunday. The passage begins with the scene of angels and these creatures called seraphs all bowing and hiding themselves before God. This man Isaiah is there too, feeling very afraid and intimidated to be in the presence of God. Isaiah says, I am lost. I am a man of unclean lips among a people of unclean lips. And of course, Isaiah is not the first person to feel that what they have to say does not matter, or that they are somehow unworthy of speaking about what they have seen, about what they know to be true. Yet in this passage, there is an action that changes Isaiah that tells him that he is forgiven. There is no action taken on Isaiah's part. He is simply touched and told 
that whatever these sins were, they are no more. This reminds me of the way that we can all remind ourselves of what we have done that brings us shame, that makes us afraid, that causes us regret. We are told to remember it no more, yet we do. Isaiah is told that he is forgiven. Then when the call goes out for someone to speak truth to the people, Isaiah responds by saying, Here am I, send me. Now I have been privileged to walk along with many young people as they learn that their voice matters, that there is truth in their experience, and that speaking that truth is important. Speaking that truth is important for them, but in the end, it is important for all of us. Because you are important. Your voice is important. And even if you do not feel the support of your community or of the adults around you, even if you do not feel forgiveness from your community or the adults around you, you should speak your truth regardless. It is an important step toward adulthood to release the shame and fear that hold you. We tend to hold on to our own shame and guilt so much longer than God does. So find your voice and share that with this world. Because you are important. Your voice is important. As a note of explanation, I am a clinical social worker, and I work in a fairly rural area with few clinicians. So if you're a licensed mental health professional like me, it is a place where you can still make a good go of it in private practice. But what that also means is that you will work with a wide variety of people, even more so if you are willing to and competent working with children. For me, I see children, adolescents, and adults with a few older adults and couples thrown in, too. It can make for a fun and varied day in the office. If you're listening to this recording and it's helpful, I'm glad. But um, please know that listening to something like this, while it may be educational and helpful, is no substitute for seeing a clinician. So I hope that you're able to find somebody in your area that, uh, that you feel a good alliance with and can be helpful to you. <music>